Hi, this is Leslin from Try This at Home. Today, we're talking about how social media is connecting us. Or is it? It's bound to be an interesting discussion, so grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and listen in. Hi, Leslin. Hey, Les, what's poppin'? I have been wanting to talk about social media since we talked about friendship mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Because mm-hmm. I think it goes hand in hand in today's culture. In the way that we think about friends we did talk about it a little bit on that episode right in yeah. the sense that i think i remember saying i had 200 and some odd friends right on facebook but mm-hmm. yeah i have 555 oh so geez yeah no. <laughs> you have a lot of friends <laughs> sure <laughs> so i want to say to start this off that i have a very very love-hate relationship with social media mm-hmm. and so much so that I actually had to hire someone to manage the social media for my business because mm-hmm. it was doing bad things to yeah. my mental health. Well, and there are people who make careers. I mean, it's a job. It, it takes a lot of effort when you're a business owner to manage social media. And we know that just from the podcast. Oh, yeah, it, it totally does. And um, we don't do a very good job of it. <laughs> well, it's it's frustrating. I'll, I'll share some of this. And I know there are people that are listening who have businesses that can commiserate with our pain yeah. here. Um, you're in a it's a constant struggle when you're a business owner or you're using social media for a business purpose to stay within the confines of the algorithm so that it'll show stuff to people yeah it's very frustrating because a lot of people aren't spending their whole life learning about social media and Mm so we're just like scrambling to figure out why why when we have you know my my lime life planners business has nineteen thousand followers and why when i post something does it show it to thousand yeah same with my with my counseling practice harmony counseling has almost twenty thousand people there and i think 117 will see my post yeah it's it's which is ridiculous and it it didn't used to be like that nope it's they certainly tightened the algorithm so that you will pay to get your post shown but like back when i when i had my little startup back in um I don't know, 2010, uh, it wasn't like that. Yeah. So it's frustrating, certainly, for business owners. Um, But just on a day-to-day basis, you know, you and I as just individuals, social media is can be kind of a love-hate relationship, too. Yeah, I was looking at some current statistics, and digital consumers spend two and a half hours per day on social media. Mm. And 69% of adults use at least one social media site. Obviously, Facebook is far and away the most popular. Of mature adults. Yes. It is not the most popular of young adults. Correct. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I said something. There's even memes that will say Facebook is for your mom and dad. Right. It is not for young people. No, my my children want to be on TikTok. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's the new one. I have banned TikTok because mm. I'm one of those parents, but mm-hmm. um, I am not on TikTok and there's no, I mean, like I am feeling like an ancient person because <laughs> I don't even have the brain power to attempt to learn it. But. Well, and yet I know when my kids were in high school, the new thing was Snapchat, right? Mm-hmm. And now in the people in their early 20s, that's how they connect Snapchat. Yeah. And, you know, they don't even talk about Facebook. If you're in your late 20s, it's often Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, any A lot of people in business, if you're business-oriented, it's Twitter. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And then the really young kids today, the young teenagers, it's YouTube and TikTok. Yeah. So my three kids are seven, eight, and 10. Mm-hmm. And it is fascinating to me that they, everything that they watch is YouTube. Yeah. They don't. They don't go to the TV. No. They don't. Yeah. I, know. I tried to, um, I'm trying to force them to like the things that I liked as a kid, as every good parent does, right? Tom and um, Jerry. <laughs> well, well, that was, you know, before me. But <laughs> um, I went to Disney Plus and I was like, this is it, you guys. You are going to be so happy. We are going to watch The Adventures of Gummy Bears. Oh, my God. And I, like, played it. And they looked at me like, what is this pixelated crap that you're putting in front of me? Like, they, they could not even watch one episode. Yeah, they weren't going to like Tom and Jerry. Although, come on, Gummy Bears. It's like watching Teletubby. No, I loved Gummy Bears. Oh my gosh, I loved it. And I loved Smurfs. Oh my goodness. And My Little Pony. was Pony. (laughs) She-Ra. Care Bears. Care Bears. Oh my gosh, love Care Bears. (laughs) My kids want no part of this. They want to watch people on YouTube. And my husband and I struggle well, first of all, we've we have banned YouTube at our house. So we have Ooh. we have a device that's built into our router called Circle and we can shut off websites at the router level. So oh, interesting. no matter what device you pick up, it's inaccessible. Um, so and, you don't get to watch YouTube either? Well, we can it's you basically categorize devices. So like every device except for my phone and Dustin's phone is categorized as a kid account. I see. And so no kid account can access YouTube. I can on my phone and doesn't mm-hmm. can on his phone, but that's it. Um, and that has really helped, but it really pissed my kids off. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there was this whole problem of my children consuming content where it was mm-hmm. a family mm-hmm. unboxing toys every day. Oh, that boy. is not real life. Oh boy. And how do you explain to a seven year old that this is just, fake when it looks real yeah it's not yeah. gummy bears it yeah. clearly looks like someone's real life yeah but it's very difficult to explain to children and i do not have the words to make them understand mm-hmm. i have tried well and because tiktok is like vimeo right it's mm-hmm. a it's a um video based right sure. it's a yeah. it's and so there's this element even there that's probably very much like that yeah i just I don't, I think there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of value in, in these social media platforms. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying as a parent for young kids, I am not good at doing this because thank God I didn't grow up that way. Well, you know, it's interesting. I I mean, it's, to me, this sounds a lot like the discussions that my mother would have had with her friends when I was seven or eight, except now it's the television right back Mm. then it was television my kids spend two and a half hours per day in front of the television and that's terrible yeah and i i think i don't know what they said in um you know 1850 my kids spent two and a half hours a day playing cards with their friends you know yeah or jacks you know (laughs) there's always something that is going to be distracting and today it's it's the this part of the internet when my kids were growing up it was instant messenger and mm-hmm. our internet service provider was AOL yep and i can as you're talking i'm thinking oh yeah my kids had like teen accounts mm-hmm. i remember them coming to me going can i please have access to 
Wikipedia, you right. know. Yeah. Um, but so those are the bad sides, well, there, right? There's been studies that have shown that kids' brains on devices and on this stuff looks like drug addicts' brains on yeah. like cocaine. There's an addictive quality yeah, to it for, for sure. sure. So it's hard to navigate. So as a parent, there's one problem. Um, but by and large, I mean, I think when most people think of social media, they think that it's really positive because it connects people. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of the, the defense that's used against sure. And that? it does. It does. I mean, we'll be. I have cousins that I really wouldn't know anything about if it weren't for social media. They live on the West Coast. Yeah. And I would know nothing about their lives if it wasn't for social media. Yeah. And I... I mean, same. I certainly have extended family that I only know their children's names because of social Mm -hmm. media and Mm -hmm. it's posted on Facebook. Um, But the more that I think critically about this, it's like, why do I need to be connected to some girl that I was in English with my junior year? Like, why, why do I get the privilege of knowing anything about her life? Why do I care? Um, I'm not adding any value. There's no friendship that exists mm-hmm. other than this, you know, I'm, I'm peeking into whatever she wants mm-hmm. people to see online, which may or may not be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think like, wh- why am I doing this? Like, yeah. why am I spending time in my life looking at this? Yeah. Well, and I, and I mean, that's a really good question. And, but I think we can go back to, the idea of voyeurism, mm-hmm. yeah. right? I feel the same way about, and I don't want to, and I don't want to insult anyone, but I, I personally feel the same way about people who sit on their front porch. Oh, okay, like you know? people watching. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's the same thing. That's it why. Is, yeah. That's I mean the reason that you're friends with that person is because it's people watching. Yes. It's just watching somebody that you Digitally. that yeah. you kind of vaguely have a connection with Mm -hmm. and we all have a curiosity about that yeah uh as a matter of fact that's what social media counts on right yeah we one of the reasons before before the internet or maybe i'll say as soon as the so before the internet there were class reunions you go to the class reunion why right because you you care about right you just wanted to say hey is that guy as fat as I am? Or is right. he as bald as I am? Is my car Does, nicer? Yeah. yeah. Do they make as much money as I do? Right. We, because that's part of our human curiosity. And that's yeah. the lure right. of social media. And that's the thing that made me quit it for my business. Because mm. I think that the most detrimental part about social media is that it drives comparison. Mm. I think that is the single biggest drawback for me personally do you think that happens when you sit on your front porch and you see your neighbor pull in with a new bmw sure yeah i think it does Mm -hmm. but i have six people in my neighborhood right (laughs) so it's not the 600 people that you're saying 555 people on facebook a lot of those are customers i love i think it is so amazingly cool that customers who buy my stuff want to be facebook friends with Mm -hmm. me like there is something so just neat Mm -hmm. about that Mm -hmm. and so i don't Again, I don't want to insult anybody like, oh, well, I Facebook friended you. And as it turns out, you're an asshole, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but when you when you think about the negative things that come out of it, I personally think there is more negative that comes out of it than positive. And I would get on, you know, Instagram 
and Instagram is more image driven. So I think that's why I'm, you know, looking at something versus seeing text on Facebook. And I would see someone post something and I would say, well, my stuff isn't as good as that. Or my stuff is even worse. I would say my stuff is better than that, which Mm -hmm. is not an attitude that I want to have. Mm -hmm. And I would, every time I would get off Instagram, I would feel gross either because I would feel bad about what I've produced and that it's not as good, or I would have this snooty air of superiority, which is, like I said, a trait that I don't appreciate or want in myself. Mm -hmm. And I I couldn't do it. So I was just not doing it. Well, Mm -hmm. if you're a business and you're not doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing, that's that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had to have someone else manage it for me because I, and it's a person who is a friend of mine and she does a great job. And I, I hope that she doesn't take it as personally as I do because mm-hmm. I mean, it's my business, right? So mm-hmm. how, how could she, but, mm-hmm. um, I just couldn't take it anymore. It's, it, it's very interesting. I'm, as I'm listening to that, I'm thinking that I'm not sure that I share any of those feelings, to be honest. Mm-hmm. First of all, I keep my personal Facebook page very, very condensed. Mm-hmm. I do not um, connect with clients on my personal Facebook page. Right. And there are some just some good psychological boundaries there. Uh, I have a, a public page, if, if you will. I mean, on Facebook, I actually have Harmony Counseling and I have Leslin, the author, um, yep. or the quote unquote personality, <laughs> which just cracks me up. But um <laughs> Anyway, I, I connect with anybody and everybody there. But what I post there, what I allow to be there, <clears throat> isn't what I had for lunch yesterday. Right. Right. I might put that on my personal page if I'm particularly proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also incredibly particular about what I allow to be public mm-hmm. versus what I allow <clears throat> with just my friends because I keep my friends. And even then, it's 200 and some odd. Most of them right. I'm related to. Right. Yeah, I, I utilize some of that. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're okay. Um, I utilize some of those techniques. Mm-hmm. I have my personal Instagram page is, you know, if you if you want to be friends with me, buckle up because you're getting pictures of my kids. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and then I have the business Instagram account and the mm-hmm. business Facebook page. And for me, and I, you know, I'm going to complain about this. I certainly, there are things I could have done to change it. I could have worked harder at maintaining this, but I, I didn't. Um it was just so muddy. Like, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we, I have the planner business and then I have the print business and then I have a podcast and then I have my own personal self mm-hmm. and people were friending me on one and not the other. And I'm like, no friend me on the other one. And not, and, and it just became like, whew. Yeah. I it, keep them all separate. <clears throat> it was a lot of work for me and so much so that it was discouraging and it, it just wasn't for me. I, I just can't do that. So for me, And again, I think this does work because as I mentioned in a previous episode, you know, I am pretty much an open book. And Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm happy if customers know things about my kids that in particular doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. It certainly bothers some people. Mm -hmm. And I totally respect that. Um, But I just had to put out there what I was putting out there Mm -hmm. and let it go. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk more about this in just a minute. You know, we were talking about um, kids and exposing kind of all these little elements. For me, that's a little Kardashian, 
but hmm. but not and I don't mean that as a criticism. Right. It's just more of an ex- explanation of you you and one of the things I admire about you by the way is that you're all in. Right. Right. Um I when I look at my um when I look at some of the things that are on my like for example, I don't really want to share all my political views. I don't right. want those to be out there mm-hmm. and be public. Yeah. Especially as a therapist, I don't want to create a vision of myself that somebody maybe skews, right? Yeah. Before yeah. they come in and talk to me. Now, having yeah. said that, if you, my, my Instagram page, my personal Instagram page is um, public. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, it's food and alcohol, <laughs> mostly alcohol <laughs> related and I think that's really funny when I, you know, I don't think about it when I'm putting it up there. If I make a martini and I'm sitting on the deck and I'm drinking it, I'm like, oh, this is Instagram worthy. Right. But then it seems like that those are the only pictures that I put up as either food or martinis. Yeah, or, you are not an alcoholic. I, I don't think I'd fall into that category. No. no. But I do have a lot of pictures of alcohol on my Instagram page. Yeah. Well, it, it to your point... I also, because I see myself as a business, I don't, I mean, I am, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have mm-hmm. a small business. Um, I am very stifled by that being, you know, just having one place because mm-hmm. I'm not good at managing mm-hmm. all of it. I absolutely do not post everything that I would post otherwise. Right. If it were just myself, right. um, I would be posting it all the time. Right. I, I was recently, there's a... Um, another small business owner who owns a sticker company and I'm friends with her on Facebook and I've met them in real life and lovely, lovely people. And she has been posting things about um, Pete Buttigieg, who is actually a candidate that I like if we want to go there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought, wow, like, look at her doing that. Like, I think that's really commendable because I'm sure that she must feel some of what I feel. It's like, well, if I post this and someone that buys from me doesn't like that candidate, are they going to not buy from me? Because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like you never know. All mm-hmm. of this stuff goes through your head. And I think it's admirable that she was posting this. And so I'm trying to trying to be more aware of that and maybe be a little truer um, to who I am. I don't ever post like flat out lies, but mm-hmm. I will definitely, you know, yeah, not post things. And I totally agree that there's something to be said with presenting your most authentic self, whatever that is. Right. And then the people that you're interacting with, there's no pretense ever Mm -hmm. because I I think I'm coming at it professionally from a little bit more of a blank state, a blank slate kind of perspective, certainly from a psychotherapy window, at least in one um, a school of thought, there's a need for your therapist to be more of a blank slate. Yeah. Although I'm, you know, I am pretty open book, but I want you to come in and meet me first right. and make your, those assessments from a perspective of what's very real versus kind of a collection of pictures. Yeah. People yeah. have to be much more open and authentic and vulnerable with you versus right. they're buying a notebook from right. me. They don't really, right. they can hate me if they want. Exactly. Yeah, They can get a notebook elsewhere. Exactly. Um, so here's my question for you. Um, what do you see in your practice related to social media? I'm so glad to ask that question because, you know, we're talking about 
connectivity, you know, and does social media really connect us? And it does, it connects us to all of these people outside our lives. Yeah. Right. But in fact, it's significantly disconnecting us from the people inside our lives. Okay. So expand on that. I cannot tell you how many times a week I hear, because I do a lot of couples work, I hear, I wish he would talk to me for the amount of time that he spends texting or talking to other people on social media yeah. or vice versa. It's not a you know a yeah, gender sure. thing, but it's, I'm, I'm constantly hearing. And my solution to that um, is to create a no phone zone. Mm-hmm. You know, the truth is social um, handheld computers are part of our life. Right. And we're going to be talking in a couple of weeks about uh, addictions, mm-hmm. electronic addiction. Um, they are part of our life and we get our email there. We get our news there. We get our recipes there. We get, I mean, we get a lot of things there, <laughs> yeah. but because we're spending so much time on those things, whether we're playing a game on Facebook or we're running through Twitter or we're posting to Instagram, we are disconnecting from the people in our life. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's so interesting to point out because that's kind of what I'm saying earlier. Like, why am I spending time reading through someone that I went to high school with that I have not spoken to in, I don't even know how long it's been. When did I graduate high school? 2002. A long time. 18 years. Um, and, and yet, yeah, I could be spending that calling my friend on the phone that I want to speak to or, you know, sending a nice note to my husband or doing something with my children. And yet here I am. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I mean. I mean, we, you know, even if you think about just your significant other, you put the kids to bed and you sit down and you pick up your phone and you start scrolling through what everybody else did that day instead of turning to your partner and saying, Hey babe, how was your day? Right. And it's literally that simple. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe every single household needs to have a no phone or no electronics zone. I, I literally cannot tell you how many times a week I hear his face is in the laptop or her face is on the phone or she spends more time texting friends, you know, and everybody by now has, has at least witnessed a scene if they haven't participated in a scene where you've got four or five teenagers on a couch and they're texting each other on the damn same couch. Yeah. I am terrified of that. It happens. It does. And my fifth grader wants a cell phone more than he wants oxygen to breathe. <laughs> and I will not give him one. Yeah. And I was doing some volunteering a few weeks ago at a local youth center. And I was asking some of the kids, several were in, who are in his class, like, you have a phone? You have a phone? Everywhere I look, these children mm-hmm. have a phone. Now, the difference is these kids are are not going straight home to be with their parents after school. So I see that there's a, a mm-hmm. need there. Um, but I, when my kid said, I'm like the only one in my class who doesn't have a phone, mom, I think he's right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he's right. I, I think that he is one of, of a small minority yeah. who doesn't have the phone, but I cannot give him one. Yeah. And I tell him, I'm like, I love you, Henry. I cannot give you this phone because you do not need it. Yeah. And, he, you know, he doesn't understand and that's okay, yeah. but 
it's it falls to me can i police it and i don't think i can police it because i'm on my phone too much right and and that is a huge concern i think my niece had an ipad for a little while way before she got a phone and the because the the um her reach on the ipad wasn't as broad right it was Mm. blocked better or something yeah um than it was on the phone itself. But even though I think you can do as many things on the iPad as you can on the phone if, right. if it's there. Yeah. But I think her parents felt like they had more control over the iPad. Um, and so that might be an option. But at the end of the day, when we are more concerned about what transpired in the day of those 500 friends mm-hmm. than we are that of what transpired in the day of our family, we're in the wrong, we're just moving in the wrong direction. Yeah. Well, I would include myself in that because it's mindless and it is a habit and it's hard to break. Yeah. And I've heard you talk about a no phone zone many times and I think it's excellent advice and I haven't done it yet. (laughs) You know, the other place where people say it really bothers, so first of all, no dinner table. I mean, Mike, when my family's around, they know do not bring your phones into my table. Right. And then bed. Yeah. You know, couples go to bed, they'll pick up their phones. Um, Guilty. One person I'm thinking of goes through all his work email and he instantly gets anxious about the next day. Mm, yeah. Um, and, you know, they'll they'll sit on their phones instead of turning to each other and spooning and maybe having a little more fun, <laughs> you know, and it, it really does impact negatively the connection that we're able to have with one another in our home. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. However, I am on my, just last night, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, My husband and I are in bed. We have, we watched a little. This is a child friendly podcast. Yes, it is, for sure. (laughs) Just just reminding you. (laughs) I'm not that open book. (laughs) I mean, I would be to you, but not on the podcast. But um, So we watched a little documentary on the McDonald's Monopoly game, which is fascinating if you want a recommendation of something to watch on HBO. Um, so we watched an episode of that. We were on our phones while we were watching it. Um, my husband was going back and forth with his TA, emailing her. She was doing some grading for him. I was playing the game that I'm addicted to, Homescapes. And then the show went off, and I think my husband was watching videos of electric cars, which is he's interested in now. And I, I don't know, I think I probably was on Pinterest or something. And we were talking, but mm-hmm. we were not... Engaged we with were one not another. Engaged with one another to yeah. a level that we would be had our phones not been yeah. there. That's yeah. taking multitasking to a whole nother level and not and not, and not yeah. a healthy one. And I even come from the camp of your bedroom as a couple should not be an extension of your living room. Mm. No don't say televisions. <laughs> I mean, I understand you don't want more kids, right. but you can still have fun. It doesn't this that needs to be your playroom. Yeah. Not an extension. And I, I mean, look, I, when my kids were very little, we had a TV in our room. Yeah. And before bed, we would all go up there, we'd get our pajamas on, we'd curl up, we'd watch um, SpongeBob. And then, um, and then we'd put the kids to bed, but then the TV never went off. No, I, I fall asleep with it on. Yes. And I, and so again, it, I will tell you that back in, if there's a TV in your room, you have the same problem. Yeah. I, I, I'm all in. I totally Bedrooms, yeah. no television. Family rooms, no cell phones. You know, let people... I mean, I'm, I prefer 
to have like Google Home or something where I've got an Alexa or a Siri or something in, in each of my rooms. We have that, yeah. So that, because then I'm connected. If I want sure. a recipe, I can bring it up on my Google Home screen. Yeah. Right? If I want to know the weather, I don't have to pick up my phone. I can just ask Alexa. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not disconnecting. Right. Because I'm not going to stand there and have a conversation with a little round disc. Yeah. I'm going to talk to my husband. And if we have a question, we're going to ask Alexa (laughs) what the answer is. But at least we're talking to each other. Yeah. Right. I think the hardest part, um, there was a couple years ago when I got a bug up my butt and I wanted to get rid of Facebook. Mm -hmm. I was like, enough's enough. I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Pulling the plug. But I have a business page and you can't delete Mm -hmm. your your personal page. Sure. Right. So I went through the trouble of creating a second page and I was like, I'm not finding anybody on here mm-hmm. because this is just the account that I go to to make my business page mm-hmm. active, mm-hmm. right? And I did that. And then I don't, it just got away from me. It's, I'm I'm just really not good at managing it. And so I I just stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, like more customers are friending me and right. more, you know, I'm saying yes. So right. I think getting disentangled from all of that is very challenging and it's hard because I don't I've made it pretty clear that I don't use Facebook Messenger Mm -hmm. I hate Facebook Messenger Mm -hmm. just text me Mm -hmm. um people want to use it I understand it's it's interesting there's only one person in my life that uses Mm. instant messenger and I don't get it because she also has text messaging yeah, I don't know. People want to message me all the time. Yeah. I've made it very clear to customers. If mm. you have a problem, I will not help you if you Facebook message mm. me. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I cannot. I am stretched way too thin. <laughs> right. I can't. Right. It's just another um, space. It is. And they people still do it. And they're not doing it because they're not going to be jerks. They're mm-hmm. just, they just want to connect. And they mm-hmm. think, well, I have it. Why mm-hmm. doesn't she? Mm-hmm. And there's a level of expectation that mm-hmm. is, you know, they have of me. And mm-hmm. I'm a disappointment in that area <laughs> for sure. And that's okay. But that's really the only space where I've been able to maintain a boundary. But even then, like, I make an exception. My small group at church uses it. And mm-hmm. they know I, I suck at it. So if I don't respond, they text me. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's all very messy. And it's a lot. And that's, like, again, I'm 36 years old. And I don't, I can't manage it very well. How can a kid? Well, you know, it's interesting. And and I'm going to, maybe we can kind of end with this. But it's, it's important to understand that I... From a healthy perspective and a healthy emotional perspective, um, use social media to connect with the outside world. Yeah. But put it down so that you can connect with your inside world. Yeah, it has to be in the second place spot. Yeah, it has to be. You know, my my son and his family live in Europe and my daughter-in-law uses social media a lot and which is great because I'm, I feel that I, you know, if I've opened Instagram, she's got a story of my grandson all the time. Yeah, so I yeah. love that. But my son, it, he, he has a very demanding job. And when he comes home, he doesn't want to talk to anybody. So right. he doesn't have a tendency to connect. Although what he says is, I sometimes am envious of the way that Rosie has stayed connected to everybody back in the U.S., and he said, and I haven't maintained those connections. So I noticed that he's on social media a lot more lately. Mm-hmm. Again, so that he can stay connected to the outside world. Right. But 
He's very good at being able to set limits so that there's a, a way to stay connected to the inside world too. And I hope that people will really pay attention to that. As a matter of fact, that's our try that, this at home this week is to create a no phone zone. Take the TV out of your bedroom <laughs> or at least the phones out of your bedroom. Um, I'll give you, you the phones, but I'm not giving you my TV. Okay, well, you do what you want. <laughs> um, I gave you my recommendation. Uh, and pay attention to how you're connecting inside your home. Let social media have a have the place that it has, but outside. And that's our discussion for today. So we hope that you will share this with people that you connect to. And of course, we want you to share it and talk about us on social media. <laughs> so that makes us complete hypocrites in a there lot of go. ways. But uh, we do hope that you will share this. And as always, we're super grateful that you took the time to listen. We hope that you'll share this with those people that you connect with. So next week, we're going to be talking about human connection and its importance in our very existence. We hope that you'll join us then. So now this is Leslie and Leslyn, hoping you will try this at home.